0: Hello, Vineyard. Hello, Vineyard. Welcome to our next recording of the Hello Vineyard podcast. I've actually been listening to uh, a few podcasts lately, so they all talk in really deep, slow voices. They also, you know, they have really cool
1: that. music when they start. Th- they, they do. They're a lot more polished than us. We're not. Uh, we're not I, there. I don't
0: really like edit. Stuff. No, (laughs) neither do you. We're just kind of getting (laughs) it done, getting it up there. (laughs) We just roll with it, and you know they have like different segments. We do use nice cameras. We do, but it's it's set up for our weekend setup, right? Where I can pretty much just turn it on and we go. So there's no hooking up cables. Like when the the pandemic first started, we were doing these home worship streams that everybody who was involved in church was doing, right. but we, we did them pretty early on, and there was just so much yeah. equipment and stuff to make it happen. So, uh, we're very
1: fortunate to just be able to
0: do it here. Makes Step it, in and do it makes it really convenient. Yeah, for and us. actually,
1: this is going to lead into the you know the change we talked about last week coming up on Wednesday nights yeah. uh, when we go uh, start doing you know Vineyard on tap on tap at the Vineyard, and uh, I'm going to have the the staff pastors start to preach uh you know just share what's on their heart uh, opportunities for them to do some messages and everything i think it'll be really good on wednesday night for everybody to sort of hear um where the you know the rest of the folks are coming from cuz i do tend to take up all the pulpit time um and uh, there you go <laughs> and you you notice i'm just making a new avenue i'm not changing yeah no that's <laughs> fine <laughs>
0: You know, it'll it'll be fun, and
1: it's it's yeah, a I think it'll be good.
0: good opportunity for those of us on staff who don't normally get to preach on the weekends. Yeah, so. yeah,
1: I think it'll be a great thing to be up. They'll be up here on the platform, and it'll be just like, you know, the weekends other than it'll <laughs> no, be no crowd. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's great opportunities to get sort of the feel for that, and those things are very important um to kind of, you know, practice with. So, and there's stuff always, you know, in... in uh, we're very blessed and the staff here. There's a lot going on that the Lord is doing in their, you know, in their thinking and in their studying and in their ministries. And so um, when those things are stirred, it's really good to hear what's happening. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so that'll be coming soon. I think we set a start date for the first Wednesday in August. Cool. So uh, We haven't
0: determined who's going first.
1: We'll draw straws or something. Yeah, but we'll do something. And then there'll <laughs> be a rotation and it'll be an opportunity. So I'm excited about that. Um, and let's see, just before we, because we only have a couple of questions I want to talk about, although I'll spend some time talking on them. Uh, we're moving into the summer here, and uh, it's been good. We have uh, we had a lot of visitors last weekend. I mean, our numbers or the attendance is down, obviously, in the summer, and, you know, since COVID and everything. But uh, very blessed to see a lot of new folks um, and uh, first-time guests, and that's very good. Uh, we're always very excited about that, opportunities to meet new people. We've had a lot of people that have... Moved out of the area recently, um, and a pretty significant number. That happens here in waves, uh, so it's not like it's a new thing. But with the uh, housing prices going so far up, a lot of people that have lived here for a while determined now is the time to go. And, um, you know, they moved, a lot of them moved up into the middle of the state where uh, there was a housing available that was still expensive, but not expensive of here. Uh, maybe the medical... Um, situation a little better in places that they moved to. And so we're getting
0: a real estate uh, survey here from you right now about the Keys living. <laughs> oh, I, I just I thought it was interesting. <laughs> it is interesting. Uh, but, but, I but like to, what's always cool is, yeah, we see waves of people leave, but, it, you know, people come in. That's what I was about to say. Because so, like the, the church, you know, looks completely different than it did 10 years ago, even right. five right. years ago, even yeah. but like, you know, if you reminisce about. Hurricane Irma a bit and the faces who were around then and right. so many of the people that, uh, y- you know, there was one guy that was with Fran and I who moved shortly after Irma. But, you know, like he stayed in my house. We hung out. We, we did all sorts of stuff. Our families were friends. And right. But yeah, it's just but, you know, new people always come in.
1: Let's, and that was and that's, the that was the big point was of the where big I was point. going until you I just sort of in.
0: cut to the chase.
1: Uh, okay. So now there's all these people moving in, and there's a number of them that are looking for churches, which is really good. And so we're we're uh, always trying to figure out how to invite them, and when they come, how to make them feel welcome, and to get them plugged in, and. Um, especially navigating that, you know, through COVID. We had people that were moving in during that season, too. And, we, you know, it was couldn't even tell really who was who with the mask wearing and everything and who. We, and, and so it's been difficult. But we're coming through that now, I believe. And we're we're trying to sort of really get things going again. So we're spending time doing that and trying some new things and figuring out how all those things work. Um, we got our new uh Food truck. If you watch online, you saw that Came new Bessie. In. We got that on Saturday. I'm going to keep calling her that. Yeah, we're very excited about the opportunities that's going to give us. Um, so we got to figure it out and sort of get it ready to go. And and uh, but but all those things are. We we'll love new things that are happening. I think it'll be a great way for us to meet some new people in the community and be inviting and all that stuff. So that's kind of what's going on here. Exciting times. So uh,
0: this podcast, this segment. Um, I guess podcast is the best word for it. We take the Vine Press questions. So uh, my dad uh, offers to answer questions about anything, you know, Bible ministry related. Uh, you have a few students still who, you know, do some courses and you can answer questions about that. If you have a question about the sermon, uh, you know, definitely send those in or just in your devotions. You know, we see all sorts of really cool questions come in to this. So... Uh, With that being said, are you ready to jump in? Yeah, and like I said, there are only a couple of questions. There's only a couple, but he said we'll beef them up. So rather than a uh, vegan burger show, you're going to get a double bacon cheeseburger. Well, now there's a lot of projects. Because I might answer them real quickly. I don't know. Well, and we'll just sort of keep, you know, we'll add some lettuce and tomato there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Vine Press time. First question. Do you think it's actually harder for us to identify our idols now in these modern times since we no longer give our idols specific names and don't think of our attention spent on them as worship? It seems to this person asking the question that their idolatry is much sneakier now.
1: Yeah, I, I, like, I love the question. Um, and, and I would agree. I'm not sure if people 2,000 years ago would agree because um, I don't know what it was like to live then, um, and, and were they aware of, uh, and I'm sure they were, but, uh, but yeah, it's sneaky. So what, what is an idol uh, is a, you know, a big question. You know, this is going back to a sermon I did a couple of weeks ago uh, from Colossians 3, where I, I say that you know, Paul is talking about how we're to grow in the knowledge of the image of, our, of the Creator and um his contrast earlier on in that passage is about idolatry and the issues there are that what we're what humanity was created to do was reflect God into the world that's we were image bearers we lost that at the fall uh, and you know and last week in my message I said you if you want to see what the fall out of that looks like just go read the old testament um, Jesus comes and, uh, as a light of the world, and he, because of what he does there at the cross and with the resurrection, makes it possible for us to regain our image bearing qualities to re- once again reflect love and light in the world. and so changes begin to happen, although the kingdom is it's not like that, which everyone is taking time. so the enemy is is yes he's you, you can't uh, just go up. Oh, You know he's shrewd. He's he's smart. He's uh, he does all sorts of things. You know I think one of his favorite things is to do things and not have people realize that it's him doing it. That he's behind it, and yet he is. And and so there are many many things now that have uh, snuck in and become idols. And I want to be careful how I say things because they don't just because something can be an idol doesn't mean it has to be an idol. I think I said in my message, um, you know the. Uh, mammon in the bible was the little g god of mammon Uh, he's mentioned in the bible and he was a we would call it now an economic force or you know a force but these these forces that aren't godly uh, in are behind all sorts of things and mammon uh, was you know all about money and so people that needed money help would pray to the god of mammon and you know we're certainly not supposed to be doing that but but Money isn't of itself evil, you know. The love of it is. The worship of money is evil, and that's the distinction. So when I say things that yeah, things have snuck up on us now that may be stealing time away that we should be spending with God. I'd say we have a lot of personal electronic devices that we can make idols out of, like you you know. Now that doesn't happen. It's not all bad because people see the response is oh, get rid of it and don't no. Just be aware of the capability of this device and all those devices to be used in both ways um, and to become, you know, sneakily so that you are, in fact, worshipping them because it's what you turn to for everything. And, and they, they begin to replace um, better things. That, like what I mean, uh, you know, you see pictures all the time of families going out to a restaurant to eat and all of them being on their electronic device. Well, what's the point? Uh, you could have done that at home. <laughs> you know instead of conversation there's a thing is there a time well, I sure makes some things easier uh, and, and uh, you know there's advantages to being connected but there's also great disadvantages uh, you know and, and uh, you know their age, they grew up connected. You know, we got connected, I did as I got older, right? I didn't, never even thought about cell phones. Spent my childhood knowing that, you know, the way I knew it was time to go home was streetlights came on. It was getting dark, better go home. Or, you know. Uh, now that's frowned upon. Yeah, like, yeah. I can't do that with my kids. No. Yeah. <laughs> Everything has changed. <laughs> but, uh, but, 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 so it can easily, something that can be very helpful can become an idol without us realizing it. And, um, all sorts of things we can, we can turn to instead of God. And we can, the idolatry part is we begin to reflect creation instead of reflecting, uh, you know, cre- the creator. And we, we have to be careful. As I said, the, the way that generally people have tried to handle this situation is by setting out a bunch of rules. Here's the rules that you follow so as not to do that. And I'll be talking about that this weekend in the, in the message. You know, the Pharisees, um, as a group, it's not like they were all evil people. You can just kind of write them off in scripture. They, they had a pretty good purpose. They, they believed that, you know, they wanted to protect Torah from the influences of the Greeks at that time. And, and and yet, the only way they could figure out how to protect that was by adding more and more rules. And then ultimately the belief became that the way that the kingdom of God would come is they would get everybody following these rules. And that when they had everybody following these rules, then that would usher in the kingdom of God. Well, the, the conflict happens when Jesus arrives on the scene and says that's not how it's going to happen. And in fact, you've got it upside down and twisted because the, the more you try and make things about rule following... Uh, I think the meaner people become and, and the more judgmental people become. And they, the, they start pointing fingers because they can follow some of the rules and then they're going to judge people that don't follow those rules. And the reality is you can't follow any of the rules until you've got Holy Spirit in you. And he's not really helping you to follow rules. What he's doing is he's writing stuff on your heart and you begin to live the way God wants you to live. And that's kind of what the kingdom looks like. And, and so we have to be careful that we don't substitute one for the other. And sometimes we will. We'll, we'll substitute a set of behaviors uh, for really pushing in and yielding to Holy Spirit. Uh, and and that becomes a big problem. And I think the enemy gets behind all that. Because uh, we can sort of get very arrogant and all sorts of things. because We follow the rules. And we lose the ability to love well and to consider others and to think about what others are going through and... Uh, we lose compassion, and we you know we well, if we can follow the rules, you can follow the rules and um, this all this stuff builds into going back once again to almost making the rules a form of idolatry and so it 's a huge deal that we have to be very much aware of, and um, we always want to be going back to yielding to holy Spirit, uh, letting him change us from within. Understanding that He empowers us to live the way God wants us to live, um, that, that ultimately he 's helping us to reflect God into the world, which is so desperately needed. I mean we have to get a hold of that that our main deal, our vocation, is imaging God into the world that that somehow people should be able to see us and, and get an idea of God and i don 't think that we 've done that very well. Um, I think that people see us and often dismiss us or think that we're just mean, uh, critical people and they don't. Their first reaction isn't, oh, you know, I may not agree with them about a lot of things, but they're very kind people. Um, that we, we need to get back to that and then we can go from there trusting that. It's Holy Spirit who changes people, and then we can then introduce people to the kingdom through to the gospel, have people come and make those commitments and changes. Then they have Holy Spirit who helps change them. And we've, I just think we've got that all messed up. We've tried to legislate these things, which doesn't work. We've, um, what we have to do is, is, you know, just that idea of getting ourselves pressed into God, loving God all in, heart, mind, soul, and strength, right? That's what this is about. We've got to love him and that from that then we're able to love our neighbors and ourselves. That has to be the, the heart and the core of everything and, and uh, we have to be moving in and talking about that constantly uh, in, in order to live this life out. So I said I would beef up the answer to these questions. Um, yes, idols are very sneaky and, and we have to be careful that we don't just dismiss good things because they're out of order. Uh, you know, with the with the smartphones, I told people a long time ago. On on our app, I added um, some prayer things that I really like, uh, and these are older prayer ways of praying uh, that I took a long time ago from uh, you know the, the Anglican Church, uh, and they're hundreds of years old, and they're they're just full of. Uh, I like the feeling of that connection to something that's been around a long time. And, it, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. There's time for spontaneity and all those other things. You have to be careful. But I put them on our app so that f- um, sometimes I would find myself with just some time to kill. And I would go and sort of wander, you know, I'm going to say Facebook, but I don't want to. But you know what I mean. I would something like that, which isn't terrible. But you can easily lose 20, 30 minutes, an hour, uh, and, and so what I put those on the app for was I wanted an easy place to connect with some prayer time and And so now I can just go if I've got some time to um you know where I'm finding myself sitting in the car waiting for my wife to come out of the store or something like that, I can do something a little more productive and so i I have these prayers under the daily office, and I can go in, and no matter where I'm at, I can just start to pray them and then then maybe I'll see what's happening on Facebook, but you, you get there's got to be a an awareness of what it is that's stealing. Important, valuable time from us that makes us less human, right? I said that our, Jesus, our model, being fully human. I think a lot of these things, if we're not careful, make us less human, subhuman. That we don't relate to one another, we don't understand the importance of relationship the way we should. We're letting things steal from that, and at at a deeper level, it's impacting the way that we relate to the rest of the world. So, yes, sneaky idols, and there's many. I didn't mean to pick on any, but there's a whole bunch of them.
0: There's actually an app
1: on iOS devices called Screen
0: Time, and it tells you what your daily average is, and it's very revealing, so I encourage you to enable that. I, you know, I have it disabled on some devices that I use here at Church for Work, but on my phone, it yeah, it gives me like a weekly report, and I'm always like...
1: <laughs> but, but, but again, it's not all bad stuff. It's, it's just no. some of it's research, some of it's yeah. looking at things, but you, you, you can... Uh, The enemy's sneaky, and and you can use this, and it replaces time for reading the Bible, and time for talking to people that you love, and time for all kinds of very important things, and all of a sudden, oh, I don't have enough time in the day. Really? Well, how much time did you spend on the... And so you're
0: just referring to it as a time substitution. You know, we're not like... You remember? I think it's uh, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, where the Ewoks start worshiping C-3PO. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Kim and I, you're like, uh, like, we don't we don't do that with these, but it's that that time. No, but it's you, just being conscientious of our time. Yeah, you become what, what, what you behold, about. and if
1: you are, if that is, if that's what you so, see, it's what you turn to is a pretty quick way to figure this out. When life is anything, if you're if you're not sure what to do, if you. If you're bored, if you're... What are you turning to? That's very revealing as to what you're... T- it's not all bad. It doesn't have to be a... But it can be. And so we just need to be aware of those things. All right. That was great. Next question.
0: Uh, this person is still thinking about parables. You talked about parables quite a bit. Uh, they're referencing Mark chapter 4, verse 12. It always sounded to them like uh, Mark was speaking so that some... Or whoever was speaking, I guess... Jesus was speaking in that passage. So some people would not turn, lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. Uh, sort of like hardening Pharaoh's heart. Uh, also, they're referencing Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. And then at the end of that passage, it seems like God is through uh, sending signs to make people believe. Uh, could you explain that
1: some more? Yeah. Um, and, and the Luke passage you are referring to is people who... Uh, 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 it's an interesting story, but the end of the story is you know, if they didn't believe Moses and the prophets, they're not going to believe no matter what you do. Uh, and so, the, the implication, as I understand it, first let me say, no, God has not done Godding in any way, shape, or form. Uh, <laughs> Got him! <laughs> Did Kurt just walk right in front of the camera? He walked right in front of the camera. Nice. The camera guy walks in front front of the the camera. camera. Good job. Yeah. And now he's going to expect union wages for that, probably, (laughs) for the appearance on the podcast. As
0: he takes his union break. He's carrying something.
1: (laughs) I don't know what he's got. It's it's very professional. Very. Very.
0: that's just the keys in your charm. for you. it. What was, I, what was what I, what I talking provide? about? I was
1: about to make some very important points. You oh, we're talking oh, so about your parables. Okay, well, so not your parables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we don't want to listen to your parables. So God is God is still Goding, and I think that there's, you can constantly see God at work if you want to. I think what He's referring to all the time is, people, harden their hearts to it and refuse to see God, and unless there unless there's a willingness to repent and change that. They won't. And what does that take? It takes different things in different people. But there's always opportunities. Like, you know... It, um, and, and behind all the parables is this idea again of... A, the kingdom isn't what people expect, so they dismiss it. Right? Um, and, that's, uh, the, and it's also... We want things to happen now. We think God's here, and then, man, he ought to just wipe out everybody that we don't like, and, and that's not how it works. The kingdom is here, but the, all the parables are talking about is here, and we should celebrate that, but it's moving along kind of slowly. It's okay. It's happening, and and uh, nothing can come against it. You know, it's all good, uh, but there's, it's, it's going to take some time, but grace of God, there's time, and so... Um, Everybody I think can turn and see but they have to be willing to and a lot of people aren't willing to. Now I also think those people get opportunities that they can pass on. Like so I would say, you know, I grew up not believing um in, in pretty much anything and and then was sort of in a place where I would uh as a teenager, never went to church or anything. I kind of figured, you know, I had in my own mind, without great anything well you know maybe there is a God maybe there's not i don 't know, but it doesn 't really make a whole lot of difference to me to a point in my life through a series of events where I had to consider that perhaps there was a God, and then years later, um, through another series of events, felt like I had an opportunity either to to, to this there definitely was, and I needed to respond to him uh, or or not and and so um, and as I responded to him, then I was able to see. How he had constantly been there for me over time, doing things that I you know would would not have attributed to him beforehand, that I could see were obviously him at work, so he's very active and he's very engaged, and I think everybody gets lots of opportunities. But um, we can be extremely hardened to those so that we miss them, and we can dismiss them as something else. And I think that the the overriding theme in there is that if you're that way, if you're that shut off. I almost think you know you could have an appearance and you would dismiss it as something that you ate um, yeah you know and um, because that and so that 's the deal and you can you can speak into that um and nothing ever changes in people unless there is a point in time when there 's a willing so there are i think in people 's lives when things Sometimes don't go, which happens a lot. The way we want, maybe those some ebbs and flows in there, where there there may be some opportunity to um, speak truth, where it can be seen, and if they can see it, then everything begins to open up. But there's also in a lot of people an unwillingness because they're so they they've so decided they want things their their way. Even even people you know with uh, have this idea of who God is. And that he only does these things, and anything outside of that they miss God altogether, so there 's a balance of those things, but no, I, I think um, he 's never done giving signs and wonders and opportunities for people to see, but um, in a in a sort of world like today, they can be dismissed, and unfortunately there 's been a lot of fake stuff and um, you know counterfeit stuff, and so people get they get hardened that way. And you know you hate to see those things that, that, that people have said. Oh, look! Did you see this happen? And then you find out it was all fake. Um, but there's a there's there's only fake stuff because there's a real McCoy out there. <laughs> um, and and so if you get when you get to experience those the real stuff, it, it makes all the difference. But again, people can just reject it if they want. It's kind of part of the deal. So I have a I have a feeling that's way more what that language is about than um, him not wanting people to change. He wants everybody to. You know, God so loved the world. He's including everybody in that. Uh, and and yet, unfortunately, there are people whose hearts are, like Pharaoh's, hardened. And that's part of the deal going in. And you hope that they have their hearts softened at some point so they can come. And I think it happens a lot. I've, 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 I've known quite a few people who have lived a long part of their life in absolute, there is no God, and not having anything to do with him to somehow having that exterior cracked and coming into faith and then being completely different. So there's hope for those things.
0: Hey, those were great questions. Thank you to those who submitted to them. Excellent responses, Dad. Appreciate your your wisdom on those things. And, uh, you know, then there's me bringing Star Wars references into the mix, so I always feel so spiritual getting to do this with you. <laughs> but uh, on that note, <laughs> but, uh, are you ready? Uh, part 15 wow, yeah. this week. Uh, very very great series that we're into in this getting ready mindset. Uh, can you give us a little like appetizer on what we'll be talking about? Yeah, I'll be in Luke
1: chapter 15 this week. Three great parables there. Um, they all relate. And they all will, uh, you know. You'll get the idea of this this the, this theme of the parables. I think about what's supposed to be happening, and and the the uh, the conflict that comes because of the parables. There's some really interesting stories uh, in in Luke 15. You know, if you, it's the those are the chapter of lost things, right? Lost sheep, lost coins, lost son, um, older brother. It's just fascinating stuff. And and really, the bigger theme about it is there's a party going on at every one of those things. And the, you know, the idea is that it seems like wherever Jesus went, there was kind of a party. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing because that's not what people often think about when Jesus, but there was pretty much a party. He was kind of celebrating with people who had been healed. He was celebrating people that had been set free. He was celebrating with, with people that were, you know, coming around him. And, um, the rule followers weren't so happy about that because they didn't think it was any sort of situation to be celebrating. Uh, but he, he does that. And then he, he talks about, He's, you know, and there's this neat connection that, that there's this party going on in heaven. And the party in heaven is happening because the kingdom is here. Very cool. And because Jesus is the overlap, you gotta get this, I talk about this a lot from this whole series. He's the overlap between heaven and earth, one of those places. Because there's a celebration in heaven, Jesus said there ought to be a celebration here. And so you see that in Luke, and, and yet the, the people who refuse to see the kingdom, to, who refuse to repent and believe the good news, which is to quit thinking it's going to be the way they thought it was and start seeing it for what it is, they are not celebrating and they, they can easily miss the party, just like the older brother, which is how that whole series of stories ends. So there you go. That's a quick look. Great. So they should be reading the, the 15th chapter of Luke. Awesome. Yeah. And then uh, worship
0: this weekend it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, most of the time, the sets are like ready to go by now, but occasionally I've had to make changes the past few weeks. But this one, we should be good to go, uh, barring another tropical storm coming over on top of us. Yes. Uh, but uh, we're starting off with Re- We Praise You by uh, Matt Redman and Brandon Lake. Great song. Really like that one. And then uh, My Wife will be leading Great Is Thy Faithfulness. Nice. Uh, we do the rendition of that hymn. It'll be good. Uh, Angie's going to be here, Pastor Billy, Pastor Angie will be here. She's doing Come to the River. It's one of my favorite songs. It popped in my head this last week, and I was like, oh, we should do that one. And then uh, Billy's going to end with a song called uh, You Came. It's by the Helsers, the, the same couple that wrote uh, Raise a Hallelujah. It, it's a couple years old, really good song. Uh, we did it for an Easter Palm Sunday 2019, I think. Wow. So uh, Yeah, it, it's cool to have songs and shuffle them about. But uh, that will be the set this seventh Sunday after Trinity. Nice. You are in the Collect Prayers. Yes, I've been doing that pretty faithfully uh, in the, the services.
1: You know, I, I, was th- I think about that because I don't know if people catch that. We do quite a lot of um, liturgical elements. Are part of the service that, that are very important. Um, and the Collect is one of them, uh, which is one of our opening prayers. Um, singing doxology at the end. Uh, Communion. Yeah, um, we yeah. do that every week. Yeah, uh, but these are. Um, I think it's important to connect with some of the good. Uh, historical traditions that we have. And so we do them, and, and I don't always know that people wonder, or realize why we do them, but they're there all the time. And, uh, you know, when I talked about the daily office and stuff a little bit earlier, all of that connects in there too. So uh, if you ever begin to pray any of those prayers, there's a morning one, a, a noon one, and an evening one, you'll find that the collect that we use on the weekend runs throughout the weekend there too. So pretty interesting. Good stuff. And, uh, yeah, we're
0: excited. We will... Uh, be plugging away at the food truck this week and all sorts of cool projects. And we're already planning our uh, our Fall Fest, which is at the end of October. It's going to be October 29th. And
1: we're going and to add, and add a night before, before. the Fall
0: Fest. Um, it's just a sensory-sensitive night. So yeah. the music won't be, but we're, you know, there's no concert. The, the lights will be, you know, brighter and calmer. And it'll right. just, it, you know, it'll just be a, a sensory-sensitive night. Yeah, it, you know, for we're calling well for
1: for families yeah, uh, and children with special needs, and yeah. we want to have an atmosphere that's not quite so overwhelming. Right, and so then Friday night we're going to rock the house. Off, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, that'll be Thursday night. <laughs> and and uh, if you've been hearing me talk, you know, I've been talking about wanting a deck out front for three years. We're we're getting closer. We finally got the first permit, which is to um, it's a restoration permit for a bunch of plants that the storm took away. That. Uh, we, we are bringing back. We have to bring back before we could put the day Revivals in. in the air. Revivals <laughs> in the air. We're reviving some <laughs> some plants. And you know? August, uh, we've got a summer one night VBS oh, plan yeah, too. Yeah, the yeah so so we're starting to get back into some of those events that we've always done, and we're looking forward to that. Getting to
0: yep. get back to normal a little bit more. So yep.
1: I'm going to open up my control app.
0: Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Always a pleasure to. Spend this time with you. Thank yes. you, Dad, for your input. Keep sending Thank in those Dad. Vine Press questions. Yes. Uh, we need lots of them. Lots. Or we will keep talking about our phone usage. There we go. nobody really wants. So <laughs> anyway, anyway. Watch we'll us on guys, your phones. We'll see you guys this weekend. Download the app, but don't use your phone too much, and we will see you soon. Unless it's for us, and use I'm it la- all the time. Well, yes. Use your Keys Vineyard app and that only. Yeah. Then Just you'll be delete Facebook, wrong there. But make sure you like the page, like Before our church like yeah. page, without <laughs> deleting your Facebook page so that our counter can stay above 3,000. Yes, please. We, we have this Facebook counter in the back. I've tried closing the show like five times, yeah. um, <laughs> and, it, and it keeps going below 3,000. We're like, oh, we get over in. it. 2,999. Yeah, I
1: think it's back over 3,000.
0: We think we're we're saying they delete their page. Maybe they're unliking us because we're guilt-shaming about phone.